Welcome to Outrun the Bear, a podcast where we discuss video games with some authority with some n- no authority. Okay, no, forget it. No, we're just we're just going to talk about 2023 best games of the year, as decided by you and I. Yes, it's our annual list of something. It is our annual. What is the? Is this 2023? What, how many annuals is this? Is this fourth or fifth? Is this the fourth one? Fourth we've one done? we've done. Perfect. I think this is actually the only reason this podcast started. I'm pretty sure I've said this every year. For me, it was just turning then talking to you and saying, like, let's just, because I just like talking about it. I don't, mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong yeah. answers most of the time. So, no. I was discussing this with my wife, and I think that this this format actually, you know, we I talked, so, so you know, we talked in the last episode about potentially having a, sep- a second list of just 2023 games. Right. And we both decided there's not a lot of point because if we whittle our list down, we always have a few 2023 games. So it just it, it kind of muddies what we're really doing. The other thing is, is like, I feel like, you know, there's so many best of the year lists out there that people put together. But the difference is, is that they're generally playing all of the released games where we're not. I feel like this it works for the type of gaming that we get to because we're not always, you know, the whole thing stemmed from us always trying to catch up on games that we haven't played yet or, you know, the whole, the whole idea of the backlog. So calling out gems of our year of all the games that we got to, mm-hmm. I think, I think is a, a good space to be in with the list of something. I, I'd agree. I think, I think it's interesting though, as you say that, I think half my games are from this year or, maybe even like but that's, 60% of them. But that's fine. But the it and it is fine, but and it's just the just the way it kind of rolls, I think. But um yeah. I think the other interesting thing that we talked about briefly last night was just the the plans versus the execution and I think they were for me they were pretty I think there's only like three games I got to that were on my plans and I, I mm-hmm. remember I copy pasted a, a message. I think it was to myself originally and then I sent it to you. Uh, long at the beginning of the year just with all the release dates and the big games that were coming out and like i think i played one of those games um (laughs) and the rest of them i mean like pikmin 4 is a good example of a game i never got to because i'm like well i haven't even played pikmin 3 and it's supposed to be quite good and so i even borrowed it Uh, i have played it a little bit but the yeah like just okay it came out this year but (laughs) i'll get to it it's supposed to be amazing but yeah yeah yeah, I, I think um, my plans for this year, I got through about half of them. Right. Um, and there was a couple there that uh, kind of fell through for various reasons, like Bioshock. I didn't end up going through with because it wasn't really feeling the first game. And so I kind of dropped it. So I never I had the three because I had bought the trilogy. Right. I thought oh, I'll, I'll go through this. Um, I had a couple of games on there that I thought I would uh, play with a friend. Um, and those fell through just because of various reasons. We we kind of had to hit pause on a couple of things. So those plans fell through. But I did pretty well for some of the ones that I intended to play. Um, yeah, so. But then, but then there was a lot of stuff that came out this year that just kind of, you know, I wasn't really expecting. And so then. Yeah, and there's know, some things that didn't come out this year. Like <clears throat> Silk Song. Um, so keep wishing 
I mean, it'll come when it's ready. That's, you know, <laughs> it'll be like switch yep. to uh, launch title. So <laughs> it needs all the horsepower it can get. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting as I listen through, and I've listened to some other uh, Game of the Year chatters. It, I think the overarching uh, message is that this year has been a pretty crazy year for gaming. Um, where there was a lot of big, great games that came out and a lot of small, quote-unquote, indie games. I'll say, quote-unquote, because it's become very clear that it's hard to determine what's an indie game today and what the definition of an indie game means seems to have, like, varies, I think, right. depending on the, the angle of perception. But I, but I think just to say, you know, when you have a game that, or a year that has such big games that come out, it just becomes very hard to, choose uh like stack rank them entirely so i found it really challenging near the top of my list and at unit i think you feel it felt the same but the just at the top of that list where i i've tried rearranging them like four times in different orders and none of them really sit right with me because they're all like and so it's well maybe just say what you t- told me yesterday around just the whole list being great games <laughs> well I mean, yeah. I mean, so I have a list of 41 games, I think. And I think I even thought of another one that I played enough of this year that I could probably add it onto it. And there's probably a handful of games that would fall. Mind you, I say 41. There's a few that I didn't even include uh, because I dropped because, I, you know, like Bioshock wasn't on there. I didn't play a lot of it, but I, I didn't really I wasn't really feeling it. So that's not on my list, for instance. But there's a couple of those that I did. But like, so there's a few at the bottom that I'm like, they were okay. So they're not contenders. But I think as I go up this list, when I look at these top 10 games that, you know, we're going to go through, I'm splitting hairs. Yeah. When I'm, you know, and the other thing is, is like, I mean, the, the comparison of these games is really hard, especially when you're comparing very different. Yeah, we're not, pl- we're not comparing one racing game to another. We're comparing. No, we're not like doing the top racing. Dramatically games, different games. You know? right? Yeah. Uh, so they're just dramatically different and they just all, so yeah, I mean, and they sort of fit different moments, right? Like for me, there's, you know, moments where I really enjoy a Mario wonder and want to play that kind of style of game. And maybe it's a more of a social setting or whatever it is. And then there's games like, you know, persona or whatever, where you're more, you know, dive into it or whatever it might be. Um, how does this normally go? We start We start at the bottom. We each take turns, and we just keep climbing up. All right. You go first. So why don't you kick it oh, off? Okay, me? Easier. Sure. Yeah. Uh, number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, Ace Attorney, Phoenix Wright Trilogy. Um, for me, we can, nice. I think we can both talk about this a little bit, but uh, for me, and a lot of these we've talked about recently, so I maybe don't need to go super into depth, but the... Uh, I think this is my second attempt trying to go at this game, um, and it clicked uh, this time. And I think um, I think I've got a new appreciation for the visual novels. Uh, for me, it was kind of like what we were talking about at the top of the chat here, though, is that there's a time and place for this for this game for me, right? It's not a game where I'm just gonna I'm I I'm playing at every opportunity. I'm I really have a s- sort of spot in my life where this game gets played. And it's going to be a slow burn mm-hmm. over time, I think, for me. But uh, yeah, just I really enjoyed deducing and trying to line up the right things with the right items and 
the music's fun and light and the whole game is just fun and light yeah. and I just yeah I don't know it's really enjoyable I think you also have gotten a fair amount further than I have but yeah but yeah number 10 for no, it's, Ace Attorney no it's really no it's a really uh, really great game agreed okay uh, so my number 10 is Kenna Bridge of Spirits oh yeah hard, hard to believe yeah. that was this year it seems so long ago yeah yeah yeah, it was. It was a pretty early year game for me. It had been on my list for a while, and I got it, I think, on, on a deal or something. So I I played it. Um, you know, it, it's it's um, it, it felt like an odd one to put on my list. I I think like, but um, because so it's created. Uh, you know, for for those who don't remember, it was created by an animation studio primarily. Mm-hmm. Like they did commercials. It, it very and stuff, feels I think. like yeah, yeah. Um, so they're. So it's created by an animation studio who decided to make a video game that was more cinematic and more kind of animated. Um, so the visuals look incredible, um, but it was surprisingly like a fun game. Is it like that in depth? Probably not as a lot of other games, but it was still like a really fun game. And I thought that the fighting was challenging. Like as it progressed, it got more and more challenging uh you know, uh, the bosses got harder, all that stuff. And although the mechanics were really simple, like there's, you know, three attacks, basically, um, and very few skills that you kind of add to it, it still felt very fun. And the, and the and I think the visuals did drive it because the areas that you went to explore, you know, as you as you went through the story, um, it just it felt like a really good kind of pu- puzzly platforming action adventure. Mm. So I, I had a really good time. And it was one of those games that, uh, you know, I, you know, as I go through my list, a lot of these games are ones that I couldn't put down. It just, you know, whereas sometimes I'm playing these games because, you know, I know that it's pretty good and I'll kind of jump between games. And these ones, this one, I just kept going at it. Like I played nothing else but this game because I just really. Oh, that's it. great. I mean, that's always a good sign. Yeah. It's a good game. It- mm-hmm. I'm pleased it's on your list. I, it's a game that has always piqued my interest, but I get—I don't think the like the price and the interest has always aligned for me. And uh, but seeing it on here makes me want to play it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number nine right. for me, Tinykin. Um, so this game for me uh, was uh, just just a pure joy. It was just pure candy joy for me. I distinctly remember using Moonlight and streaming this game to my living room and just just enjoying being on my couch and looking for stuff. Um, the visuals are nice, but it's like not a super, like it's not remarkable in like many ways, but I think it's just the right formula of things. Like, and because it's, because it's just a, such a focus collect-a-thon, I don't know something just clicked there for me and I just wanted to do it all. And I think the, I, I will say I'm generally pretty turned off from like giant worlds, like being thrown into like being a miniature th- person and being in like thrown into a kitchen or something. It's just, I don't know. There's a b- bunch of games that do this and it's not a thing that I like. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's maybe there was some hot wheels game or something that I played when I was younger that scarred me or something. I don't know. Hurt me, <laughs> cut me. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, that's my two bits. Tinykin number nine. I'll be, I'll, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised it's as low as number nine. Is that right? 
I mean, we're all right. Yeah, a little bit. I thought okay. you'd. I thought you might rank this one a little higher, but I'm curious. You know, more to come. See what yeah. your next games are. <laughs> more to come. All right, my number nine uh, for this year is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, so this is the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. Right. And I loved Ori and the Blind Forest. It was really good. Um, and Will of the Wisps was on my list for a long time, so I finally played it this year, and it, it's just like such a good metrovania the action the platforming feels so good um you know it's that whole like you know classic collecting and, and going back and forth through the world and unlocking new areas as you as you develop your skills and unlock new skills um it felt a little bit more forgiving than the first game um which was kind of a nice addition to it it still was challenging but it's still but it, but it had a little bit um less forgiving in the way that you die and have to restart and and where you get sent um and then yeah i mean that game it has a lot of the core fundamentals of the first one um allow you know these spirit shards that give you different abilities and you can mix and match and, and depending on how you want to play um uh you know so it always adds kind of that different flavor of the platforming depending uh on your skill level so yeah i mean a lot a lot of good things to say about that game and that's another one of those ones where like as soon as i started playing i just i just that was all i was playing well there you go yeah i yeah, yeah i think the ori games are another game i have haven't really experienced i think i tried the first one i'm like yeah this game's good i want to play it but I was doing something else at the time and just never got to it i think it was on game pass as well and i don't currently have access to it I just think it's got like I, I'm going to risk pushing the comparison to Hollow Knight mm-hmm. to a degree. It doesn't have like the crazy boss fights or the very like um, uh, Dark Souls esque aspect of it. So it's easier, is what you're um, saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it it's got the it's got the it's got the fun exploration and Metroidvania side right. of Hollow Knight. Right. Like that. Like there's still good like battles and tough battles in Ori, but um it's that same to me, it I think about like what I really loved. My favorite thing about Hollow Knight was the Metroidvania aspects of it. Yeah. But we were wrong, I like the battle fights, but sure. that that world and that exploration and kind of getting the skills to progress to the next areas and stuff like that always feels really satisfying and i feel like that's that's the, that's what you can see a reflection in in ori yeah fair let me ask game. you this what's the uh, of the two is there one better than the other or they're just both good in their own ways i think they're both good yeah. i think they're both good in their own ways the, the, the gap between me playing uh blind forest and will of the wisps is about probably about three years so Hard to do a straight comparison to them. That's why I say like I, it feels more forgiving, right. rather than straight out like it is. Um, you could do a bit more research, but I think they're both um, really good. Sure. At the core, the core is the, still the same between the two of them. Fair. Uh, number eight. High on life. Uh, I thought this game was really fun. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I thought, I think, I think that sums it up. I thought this game was fun. Um, like, you can take every comment I'm about to make, and it all goes back to just having fun. It was, a, it's a, 
dare I say it's a dumb game. Um, and like, it's, it's visually very cool looking. The, the soundtrack is like, in my opinion, there's a few tracks there that just hit really hard and they're really, really good. And, um, I don't know, like the amount of dialogue in that game that was just funny. Like we need more games that are funny. Like, like the writing in the game was so funny and, and it didn't have to be like, it was pretty, pretty dirty at times too, but like you can still be, you can be funny without it. And there was tons of just being funny in that game. And I think, I think that's, I think that's what I liked. I think there's a DLC coming or, or coming out. And I think I'd be willing to play that too. The, uh, which is a funny comment for me because I was telling Jacob the other day, I think if I don't play a game when the DLC is like already attached to it, I'm probably just not going to play the DLC. Um, but this one I might, I could consider going back for. That being said, I just realized I don't actually own this game. The, yeah, it's, it's good. I don't know. That's, that's kind of how I felt. And, and I, you and I played this, uh, at a similar time. And, um, yeah, I thought, I don't know. It was just, it was, I, I always had this like weird feeling in the back of my head because of, uh, all the shenanigans going on with the guy who voiced it. That's one of the main voices, um, who's, mm-hmm, who's since mm-hmm. been like removed from, you know, working on these types of things, I think, and replaced in Rick and Morty with uh, identical voice, voice likes, if you will. Um, yeah. And so I struggle with it at the moment, but then I think you and I have talked about this a little bit in the podcast and realized that, you know, there's 400 people that worked on this game and one person doesn't make a bad game. So, right. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I hope there's more games like this because it's just fun. It surprised me and it surprised me how much I like really just enjoyed jumping into it and playing it. You're right. No, it was a it was a surprising game because it kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't really look into it beforehand. And oh, we just kind of jumped we into it this the other yeah. day. We kind of just decided to jump into it and give it a try. And then we were like, OK, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. No, it was very fun. I, I might also point Agreed. out it's first person, which like like I'm just going to point out that it's like that it doesn't I don't not play first person games, but usually when they are, they kind of have to be better. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. You're number eight. Just, just better. Just better. <laughs> better than what, Adam? I don't know. I like just that criteria. It just, just better. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I hope all game developers are listening. I hope you're listening closely. Yeah. First person. Oh, oh, oh! Better. He said better. Oh, perfect. That's the. That's what we were missing. Add that to the list. Add that to the list. Better. Um. All right. My number eight is Cocoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I mean, I love that style, the style of game, you know, the, the puzzle kind of akin to inside and that kind of thing. Um, the, but this one, obviously, like the puzzle compared the, to inside the puzzle mechanics, I didn't have any puzzles, really. They, they had puzzles, yeah, no. yeah. but the, the this, this similar, similar, hang okay, on. okay, okay, it, it, they had puzzles right. like that, but like the very kind of silent, um, just uh you know the, the the silent storytelling of just kind of progressing and and um you know using puzzles to progress through that um but anyways obviously cocoon uh had way more elaborate puzzles and uh you know you, you kind of learn those mechanics and feel like you're getting a handle on it and then they kind of keep one upping that as you progress like the worlds within worlds and like it, it just 
it just was a really good kind of sit down and head scratcher game to sit through. The visuals were really cool. Um, yeah, I uh, just a just a really great great puzzle adventure. Oh yeah, you don't have to sell me on it. I think you know that. Uh, I it's on my list. Um, it's not in the same position, obviously. Uh, my notes are that like the the landscapes were like and that like the design the pol the polygonal like visuals that they've created are they're nuts they're just breathtaking that like and the soundscape mm -hmm. that was attached to it was also like just phenomenal i i i'm not trying to be uh, disruptive here but i would argue that this game is all puzzle and the other previous games were far 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 less puzzle um, this game is almost exclusively puzzle. Like that's that's what you're you're basically always trying to figure out what to do, um, right? And yeah, and it, it does it in such a way that makes you feel like you're really smart, and you're like, and and there was something I noticed in this game, and I mentioned it in the podcast, and I can't remember if you ever picked up on it, but it was the it plays like a little melody of sorts when you figure it out but the thing i liked about it the most is it doesn't do it when you finally like drop the thing in a container or whatever it is you have to do it it plays it when you get it's almost like zelda where you like it's not when you finish the shrine it's like when you get to the, pla the, the platform except in cocoon i think it's even sooner it's like as soon as it realizes you know it plays it as long as you as long as it knows you know you don't have to have solved it yet and i think that yeah. i like i really like that aspect of it and that, to your point, you were making the the box inside a box mechanics. I think were just it was pretty linear overall. Like it kind of kept you in a box uh, per se as well, um, in the sense that you couldn't like like there was a couple times where I was like I don't know what to do, and I tried exploring like all my options, and my options were pretty limited. Um, in yeah, it's when very, that it's still very linear because you can't like you, yeah. it's not a like it doesn't have you like going back into crazy spots trying to figure stuff out which i think is really good because no, that no. would drive you insane it's constantly contains you. you yeah you kind of revisit areas in some ways but it's always contained based intentional on the puzzle that you're right exactly yeah. yeah so just really well like amazing design if you think about how they had to pull that off and yeah i agree with you i think it definitely deserves a spot here mm -hmm. all right okay you're number seven number seven controversial Lies of P. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, so I put this on my list, even though it's a game I haven't played a ton of, and I have, I've played it more than I think you have. But the, um, I, I definitely, I need to play more of this game, and I was, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but I, I wanted to put it on the list, um, because it checks a lot of boxes for me. Um, it's. It's Souls-like, well, and I haven't played Bloodborne, but from everything I get from Elden Ring, this is kind of that. And I really enjoy that style of game. Um, the visuals, the mechanics, the sound, the just the f general feeling and the and like the um, the controls. I I just I like a really finely tuned control, and this gave me that. I think, um, and the systems look really interesting from what I've seen so far as to like being able to you like how you upgrade your your equipment um it it mm -hmm. opens things up a lot and i think um i think that's cool and then the other thing i really like and i'm not like some i'm not a big pinocchio fan by any means but but pinocchio also like the story of pinocchio sort of fits into a game really well um you know all these sort of uh 
um, toys come to life kind of thing. And it's, it's, it's just this neat, um, as yeah, a neat game. So I think, mm-hmm. I think I, I struggled with putting it on here in such a high position, but at the same time, I, uh, and at all, because I've only played it for a few hours, but the, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a game I'll be visiting this year. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it's on my list. There you go. Cool. Um, number seven for me is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Wonderful. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, o- overall, a kind of a great Mario game, a welcome addition. Uh. You know, a surprise. I think the two D Mario's for me, um, aren't as, I guess, important necessarily. Um. You know, I think I think realistically, 3D Mario's in general have been kind of the ones that stand out for me in from my lifetime. You know, starting with Mario 64. It's not that I haven't played, you know, the classics. Um, what what, what know, was but, your first uh, Mario game? I mean, I would have played Mario like meaningfully. Like, like what first, was like your meaningful like more than a few minutes? My most kind of meaningful thing. like actual like I like, got this game and I sat Mario and 64. played it and finished it and Mario sixty four. Yeah, Mario sixty four would have been like the biggest the biggest one. Right. Um, and then following that would have been the Galaxy v- versions because I didn't grow up with the console, so I only ever played you know ones that I had access to. So even Mario sixty four, I played out of friends or whoever's and. I did play Mario Sunshine when it came out, but uh, not a lot of it. And then the Galaxies were my first like 3D Marios. And I played the original, uh, the the new Mario, uh, whatever, the Wii version that they did, the 2D side-scroller, and I finished it and, it. and it was great. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't like the 2D side-scrollers. They're just, they're not as like compelling necessarily to me. Like, I haven't actually really played the Wii U version of the, those new Super Mario ones. Right. The new Super Mario Wii U. I haven't. I haven't. I have, I have it. it. I also haven't played it. I have it for but both. I've never really played it because. Oh no, I don't have it for the Wii U. Actually, I never bought it for that. Like, those always felt. Those all felt like very kind of, just. Kind of uh, iterations of the same thing. Like there, there didn't seem like there was enough to kind of say like, oh, this is like a brand new. We've thrown all these wild things in. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, like. The, the those wonder flowers within the levels are so fun and like add such a weird crazy vibe to that whole level that like it just it just it just I, i'm always impressed with i mean although you see kind of repeat functions of those flowers it still feels really fresh and fun every time you run into them in all the levels the new power-ups feel fresh and fun as well like the elephant the digger all that stuff um you know new enemies so the whole thing I don't know. And and again, like this may be coming from someone who is less versed in all the 2D Marios, but it just comes across as like uh, a much more uh, unique and fun 2D Mario that I haven't really seen or been compelled to play. So it, it's just really fun. Yes, the co-op is maybe questionable uh, when playing with kids. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we still had a lot of fun playing it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I put many hours in and it will continue to, you know, dabble at it and continue to kind of collect and 100% it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a super good game. I also on my list. But the, 
if I can say a couple things on it. So the like, I think the thing that Nintendo does so well about their first party stuff is the quality is always like mega high. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they've just, whatever they do to create that, like they are probably the closest, I'm going to say this and probably regret it, but I feel like like if we were to go back to cartridge days where you don't get to patch games anymore, like as soon as they come out, like I think Nintendo would probably have the yeah. most success today, right? Like they just, they really kind of nail things out of the park better than most and like right out of the gates rather. Um, and I agree with everything you just said. Like this, this has a lot of compelling new stuff that just makes it like really neat and interesting and compelling to want to want to get involved with. I think I think my journey with Mario is a little different, but uh, the biggest, like for me, the biggest game was when I, we got Tanuki Mario. Like Tanuki Mario is like my favorite, as you know, from Mario Kart. And I don't play him in Mario Kart because I because I like him. I play him because he's just my favorite one. Um, like I, I don't like him as in like he's got the best specs or anything like that. Uh, I think it's actually just the same as being Mario, but the um, but I think in that way, it's really good. Sorry, what were we going to say? No, you just made me like realize like Super Mario 3. Yeah. I played a ton of that. It's so good. Like I played a ton of that way back. And being game. able to like, fly. Like I knew all the secrets yeah. and fly and getting the whistles and all that stuff. So like, so that must have been a pretty early on one. But the, yeah, I think my journey is, is just that it's. That's also where they got a little wild, right? Like they got really like weird with the keys and the, like the doors and like all sorts of weird. That's where the, Mm -hmm. where Mario started like being like, okay, we can make some really crazy Mario levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really like Super Mario World back, you know, on SNES. Like that was so great with uh, Yoshi and stuff. Yeah, also really good. Yeah. But, but I think the, I think, you know, realistically, like my access to consoles grew increasingly when like the 64 sure the game yeah that's fair that we came out yeah. and that, i think that's just how that progressed because I, I i mean don't get me wrong i played a ton of super mario 3 yeah um uh, but in the same way kind of in those early days where it was just friends houses well in a different like position that, so. right like i remember i was in the same boat man i was playing super mario brothers at like a friend's house that we didn't i didn't have my own mm-hmm. nintendo for a long time i bought my own first nest with my paper route money so um mm-hmm. but the yeah, so I think did you did you buy Paperboy when you did that? Uh, well? No, so you could experience I did not. Work no, at but home? no, I disappointed. I did like that game though. <laughs> yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> it wasn't a good game. I've gone back and played it. It's I. I mean, I, I said it was. Yeah, I know you did. So it's, it isn't. <laughs> maybe, but it was at the time. I, I played maybe at the time it felt enjoyable. That. Yeah. Um. Yes. So <laughs> this game is. I think it. I think there's been a few um, times, and to your point, for if we just take it into 2D, I think there's a few 2D games that are really good. I will say also that like the uh, you could call it 3D in a way, but the 3DS, like Super Mario Brothers 2, is super good. Like, and the depth in the 3DS is phenomenal. And you may not have played this one, but it's 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 a really cool 2D. Is that like the Super Mario? not 3d world but no it's the one where all the coins we have to collect all the coins i can't remember the name of the actual okay Okay. so there's that one and and then i like i think there's been a few you're right though like there's like the wii u one i still haven't played 
there's nothing about it that goes screams at me says oh you have to play this game it's going to have some neat stuff it's kind of just like more of the same now could i go for more of the same of odyssey like i've been begging for dlc for that game like please like just i'll I'll pay the same amount of money that i paid for the original game just give me more levels to play right and they, they clearly decided to do that with uh mario kart i mean for sure they sat in a room and said we can make a new mario kart or we can just release a bunch of levels for the engine and i think the decision at the end of the day was well we can't really materially change mario kart in any crazy way at the moment so we're going to just release some levels and charge a bunch of people money and turns out i'm going to guess that they're reasonably successful with it i know you and i are in a vacuum and instant buy it but like i don't know well, but I think Mario, I think Mario, in, in, I think that's seen to them as something different um, from a from a game perspective. Like they want to see um, kind of a, it's, its own new thing, although they did Galaxy twice in a row. But um, yeah, yeah, unpredictable. No, I, no, I agree. I, I yeah, yeah I, um, yeah, I, I, I will say like the handheld uh, Mario games, obviously, I didn't have access to and I, I don't have any experience with. And I think this is the thing. It's like 2D Mario's I'm less drawn towards. Um, but, you know, there's nothing to say that they are not good games, even the ones where they're, you know, like the Wii U version that we we feel like there isn't anything super compelling or presented as like all these new things. Um, it, it, it It's still a, supposed to be a decent game and good game is, you know, from Nintendo. But um, yeah, Mar- Super Mario Wonder for sure was like the first one where it's just like, yeah, yeah, like this feels like right. So my couple other notes on this one are that the music is good and it's 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 a little more than that. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. It's like like you need to wear headphones and play this game like this. The sound in this game is ridiculous. It is so good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't. It's this game is really more uh, just a total marvel. Like the way that they do the level design. To your point, how they've introduced a lot of new mechanics. They introduced a new power up, or a couple of new power ups. The and then the online edition, which is kind of Souls esque. I think people have said, and I I total kind of agree. Like the people can sort of help you out, but not really um, by being in the levels with you as a, as like a ghost or whatever. We've talked about this, but like all those yeah. types of things just add to sort of this really neat experience. So I think about this and I think about like how they relaunched the 3D one from the Wii U with the the Bowser's expansion on Bowser's Fury. And I think about that experience. Yeah. And that was really fun. I really enjoyed playing that um, and finishing out the Bowser stuff. But I this is better for me. Uh, and I don't know why. Um, and I don't want to compare them by any means, but I, I guess I am. But, um, but this is just, yeah, it just seems like more magical. I don't know. That's good. Anyways, glad it's on your list. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Number six. Your number six. Yes, number six. Uh, Diablo 4. So uh, I have a... Yeah, I have words. Uh, so it, this is a massive accomplishment for of a game. I think it's a big achievement for, for the team there. And I think it's really, really hard to top D2 and D3. And I think they did a good job putting together the story, building a bunch of classes and trying to like live up to that. They also were extremely receptive to community feedback um, over the beta and over the, well, not maybe not so much the beta, but definitely during the first like month and a half before they launched their first season. Um, and I think 
I think that speaks a lot to a company that historically hasn't done that as well as they have here, I think. Um, I think about uh, years of playing World of Warcraft and other games where they just seem to think that they knew better than the fan base. And and sometimes they do. Don't get me wrong. I think sometimes people don't actually know what they want. They think they do, but they don't. But I think in the Diablo 4's case, there was just some very clear, like, easy wins for, like, inventory management and other things that seem tough. Uh, I think the... So I want to give it all the accolades for that stuff. I, 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 on the flip side, I'll be a little critical in the sense that the end game needs polish, and I've stopped playing it uh, and haven't played for a long time. Um, but it needs polish in order to get me back playing it. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what it is that needs it, but but I think the gap for me is is that, and I don't mind grinding in a game, uh, especially this style of game, but it's the meaningful goal that seems to be missing. Like there's just there doesn't seem to be a good path to just continued power growth or other things that make it appealing to do that. Um, so uh, I think in that sense, it was, it, it missed the mark, um, but I'll, I'll certainly revisit it with DLC and new classes. And I think the, all the story was done in a way that if you think about how open that world is and how much you can sort of splinter off from things. I think the, the ability to sort of bring the world together and, and pull together a neat story. Um, and the, the cutscenes were phenomenal. Um, I, I thought it did a good job. I mean, if you just played this game as I did for Diablo 2 when I, or Diablo 3 when I first played it, I just played the story and, and Diablo 2 was the same way. Just played the stories and put it away. Um, Diablo 3, I revisited yeah. much later and came back when they, and to be fair, Diablo 3, they also like, massively changed that game after a few years it, it it improved a lot of aspects of it so maybe the same will happen here too right so that's number six for me Diablo. yeah 4. yeah i can safely say that didn't it didn't end up on my top 10 i am not surprised <laughs> i mean it, i don't think i was i don't think you like like hated it i just think you were disappointed in the no. sense that it was no um no i definitely didn't hate it and i like i don't, even, I, I don't know if you're I was, disappointed i uh, a little bit like if I just look from like uh, the story side of things, I was disappointed. I thought I was disappointed by how the whole thing ended or how it uh, lack of ending personally. Yeah, I think it's because it's uh, like no, not lack of ending. Not really. Not not so much the lack of ending. OK, uh, so much. I felt like it all just kind of. It. it that was I, I've talked about this before in my mind as I progressed through it, I thought it was actually pretty interesting what they were trying to sell but by the end of it and again like you say maybe maybe i'm just missing out because they're gonna continue this and it's it's um that's what it is i think i think not, i think they're gonna fill in a lot of it it just you're, I, I get what you're saying now and you're right but, you're but right as a, like as a base game it just fell flat to me because it just was like okay you've, you've played all this stuff and then at the end you're just kind of like okay well and the risk of spoiling so, so it felt yeah so if you're gonna play diablo 4 you can maybe fast forward one minute here, but like, I, I think uh, the big, and I can't even remember his name right now, the big angel that was on your side. Big angel, yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like a non-player in the whole game. Uh, it's so far. Like, you know, like they just, I expected to see a lot more of him given how much screen time he got, like at the, you know, every single aspect of the selling of this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was just weird. It was know. just kind of weird. It, it wasn't necessarily bad, but it was just weird. I felt like there was I felt like there was a reason to mistrust kind of b- both sides in a way and and they didn't 
it didn't it kind of fell flat to me at the end. Yeah, so fair. as a person who stepped into that game and played, you know, start to finish just from the base game, um, the story fell flat for me. Honestly, the end game grind stuff, I tried to play with you guys and I just wasn't getting it. it there wasn't something there for me. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't expect that there so, would be, but yeah. I, I, I applaud your, your willingness to give it a go. I made an attempt. All right. So my number six, although very close to Diablo. Probably 4, the same game. Uh, like, yeah, just a different name. Game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I pronounce uh, Diablo 4 actually uh, Chicory, a colorful chicory. tale. Chicory. Yeah. Sounds similar. Yeah. 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 Um, a game about slaying demons, mm-hmm. uh, really gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I mean, I've talked a lot about this game. This game. It was a slow start for me. I started it and then I didn't really get into it. Um, I think this happened to you. You didn't really get it. Um, but once I gave it some more time, this thing was so good. I've heard that about it. I really uh, just need to cross that gap, I think. The yeah. characters, the story, it's just a really, it's just really charming. I lo- it's very silly. All the characters are fun and silly and, um, and then, and the gameplay is, it's really fun. It's like the coloring is kind of like an added kind of fun thing that you can do as you, you know, jump from screen to screen, you can color it in. But then obviously the painting mechanics as your skills improve are just more and more fun as you progress and, and unlocks new areas as you get new abilities. And so like jumping back to different areas to kind of go back and collect and kind of find stuff. It's just a very fun, very chill game. The battles are not overly difficult they're you know there's only um you know there's only a handful of boss battles in total anyways but it's just it's just a really good game it's really good i had a lot of fun playing that game and yes and just like and being very chill about it like it's just a nice sit down and just like run through right all the little side stories that are you know side missions are really fun and um yeah really good i really highly highly recommend my number six diablo like diablo game <laughs> chicory <and> colorful tale <laughs> i love it um number five for me we're halfway through cocoon there it is yeah i think i already spoke to it earlier so all my bits and bobs but um yeah it's i you know what's funny is uh, last year I think one of our favorite games was was Tunic, and I think there's something mm-hmm. something magical about a game that you don't get any instruction for and just have to figure out as you play. If it's done well, it it's like magic, and this this game does that really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number five for you. Good stuff. Disco Elysium. Nice. Yeah. Um, I had to like, so this one, it does feel weird to have on my list um, because I'm pretty sure I started it last year. Yeah. So sorry. Can we pause for gap. just half a second? I think I was talking to my family about this earlier and like, well, what is the criteria for being on your list? You haven't finished that game. I'm like, yeah, that's not the criteria. <laughs> it's just like, should it be on the list? Cause I put significant time in or whatnot. I don't think we've really, totally defined that is this a break 
It could be. Are we just openly discussing this? <laughs> or we could openly discuss um, it. I'm good either way. Yeah. But I think but I think for me I mean that's fine. Like um like yeah, if I touched it for four hours last year and then meaningfully played it this year and it didn't really make my list last year, then yeah, of course I'm gonna put it in this year. Yeah. Well, I think I mean that's I think that's the thing. It's it's I mean, this is what makes the list of something so un- undefinable <laughs> in some ways. Like what I wouldn't say I would do, and this kind of goes back to my previous thoughts on this, is like I wouldn't include Disco Elysium last year and then also include it this right. year if I played half of right, it last of year and half of it this yeah. year. But I think I didn't include it last <laughs> naturally, year. I mean, <laughs> naturally. Um, historically, like I think about completely completion of a game mm-hmm. historically because mm-hmm. even my wife said like oh are you, you're only including completed games and i said no because like if i played a game pretty significantly that i feel i've played enough to it of it to to actually make make a decision, decision. yeah absolutely and i don't think i played enough disco i mean that can be I a few hours a I, yes i would say disco and, you well, could no, probably it get be. it within a few hours yeah you could and disco, I think, but I don't think I like if I if I compare my gameplay last year to this year, like I I played the bulk of it this right. year, like like eighty percent of it this year, and so much of that game is just like the continuation of that story and and builds up to it, right? So so it's really like it is just kind of a personal thing. Like I will say, like I'll have to have played enough of it in my mind to have made you know, decision, I guess. Um, but as long as I'm not repeating the game and, and I haven't like already said, you know, included in the last year. Yeah. It doesn't have to be completed anymore. Cause I, I think there's, um, well, we'll give it away. Yeah. I'm, I'm but very aware that Alan I, I had to consider that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, but, yeah. but all this, I mean, that's just the point, right. Is that I, and I think that's, I think the reality is that I can love a game and potentially never even finish it, but still have loved it. Or there's potential to play an endless game where you're like, that game was great, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to put it on there this year and move on. Right. I mean, and there's always the risk of playing a game and not finishing it. And then finally finishing and found that the last part of the game or the ending was really bad. Like it fell flat at the end. That, that does sour your entire experience. Right. But, but generally speaking, um, you know, any one of these games that I'm talking about, I pr- probably had that feeling within, you know, a good portion of the game. Right. Like I didn't have to finish it to have decided that this game was really good. Right. I've already decided partway through. And I think we've just historically looked at com- completing For the game most part, yeah. when we started this podcast. Yeah. Um, it, it was all about completing. Um, and while 90% of my games I did complete, um, that definitely didn't change yeah that's true for me too like uh, mario wonder for instance I, I i haven't completed that game you have um i've probably played 25 well, percent of it but i feel like 25 percent of it's like yeah i know you're using your air quotes here that people can't I, see i mean completed like I've, i know I finished, like yeah like I mean, did you finish more levels in that yeah game, there's right? so many games that you know yeah to varying levels of completion even yeah yeah um, well well i feel like mario is just like you know, I'm not even talking about 100% in every single level. It's like I haven't actually technically played all the levels, right? You know, but but I wouldn't have had to finish like that. Wasn't the same thing. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. No matter where I was in that game, playing a couple worlds or whatever, I would have decided to like yes. where this landed on the list. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Disco Elysium, my number five. 
uh, played the bulk of it this year. Uh, it was a game that my wife and I played and just such an incredible game. Um, the story, the dialogue, the characters, the, you know, the, the, the skill selection to kind of progress dialogue and actions. It was really neat. Um, and, and it really provided kind of a kind of an interesting decision making process as you kind of progress through it because you you kind of couldn't do specific things if you didn't have a specific skill. So were you going to invest in that or were you just going to decide that you couldn't do that thing? Because you can't. Right. And you can't really do every aspect. There's other ways of getting around things. So that was very cool. Um, but, but I mean, that exists in RPGs, like if you know your skills, but it felt different because this is all dialogue skills. Yeah. Re, re, well, there's skill. There's, there's skill action, checks sorry. based on. There, there, yeah. There's skill checks based on your things, and so a lot of it is dialogue checks and things like that. Yeah. But um, the the constant, the constant different like parts of your brains or the skills that you've you have that are arguing with each other through dialogue or commenting on it's people incredible. or commenting on you yeah. and what you're saying. It's so well done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the dice throw, you know, the random checks, but like kind of that as a visual, like there's always randomness in a lot of these kind of games, but like the way they make it more visual of you rolling the dice, like, and kind of seeing it and being very successful on low skills. I was just going to ask how, kind of how often would you knowing, do that? Cause I think we did it a lot and, and when it played off, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I, I'd say I was less risky in this game. So I think it would be kind of a fun experience to play it again and be more risky because yeah. it was kind of a medium ground. I definitely did that. I definitely, we were like, yeah, let's just roll the dice. Like, what do we have to lose? Yeah. And, and you would lose and it would be that, sometimes. That, that, well, turns out, hilarious. turns out that's what you have to lose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, so, so it, it, I definitely took the risk, but that was what was, was great about it. It just the, all that stuff just it, it, just over time, and it was yeah, it was really good. So good, it was really good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, number four for me, Mario Wonder. There it is. So uh, it's good. We talked about it. How about you? We talked about <laughs> it at length. <laughs> you number four. <laughs> All right, my number four, uh, which we talked about, is Tinykin. Tinykin number four. Wow. I love. Wow. I, okay. I love this game. Okay. I love this game. This game. I did not know you liked it that much. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, I knew you would. This game. And I was so happy to recommend it to you and be right about it. Um, yeah. Can you believe that the game that you recommended ended up number four? No, I list? do not. <laughs> I mean, you will now. You'll tell all, all my all friends, friends. Listen, I'm a good recommender. <laughs> yeah, number four. Four Jacob, um, one year. It, yeah, mm. no, I mean uh, another game that just I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. I couldn't either. stop playing. I love yeah. this game, and I and um, it made um it made me yearn for Pikmin again. Mm -hmm. Like I don't think I realized how much I missed Pikmin until I played that game, and I was looking so four to pikmin four and surprisingly like i'm playing pikmin four now i just i just started a couple days ago and i'm like i can't stop playing like i am playing with my family but like i love that game right i love it so like tiny can be in that game that is pick very pikmin like i mean it is it is a hundred percent just based on pikmin for sure the only difference is it doesn't have time limits or enemies 
So a really cool experience, like just very chill. I love the um, I love the bug characters, all the things that were happening in that world, um, all the collection and all the exploration. That game was so good. I just loved it. So yeah, I saw it. I saw it on my list of games, and I it it felt I felt very strongly that it would climb up the list. Excellent. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, I think they're making a sequel. Oh really? Yeah. I you know what? I looked them up. Um, I didn't. It didn't come up initially, but I wasn't looking for a sequel. Yeah, I feel like I heard that, but I, I, that could be just me making stuff up. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah, making stuff up. <laughs> um, so I said it <laughs> earlier, my top three are a challenge. I, You know what? I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, the further up this list, the more splitting of hairs we get. I... Whatever I say now does not reflect anything about its position. It's just, it's great, and it's a top three finisher. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit, aren't I? <laughs> My number three... Be careful what you say. <laughs> um, is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And... Well, hey, I thanks everybody for listening uh, to the podcast. I appreciate you all joining. <laughs> Listen, I, I will suggest to you that had I played more Tears of the Kingdom this year, I it might actually meaningfully be higher. And, and Jacob's waving his hands at me like whatever. But like, but the reality is, is that I've recently repicked up Tears of the Kingdom. I've been playing it quite a bit actually over the last few days. Um, yeah, and and I'm glad I did because it helped me really balance what my top three are. I think it's a phenomenal game, and I and I and I want to stop for in a moment here just because I think you probably have a ton to say about it. But the or sure, or we can just wait till, till you decide. <laughs> but because I know it's of course it's on your list. But the how do you top Breath of the Wild? Like, like you do. I mean, like this is how you do it. And it's, it's, that's crazy. That is that like, just, that is absolutely insane. I mean, that's the thing about tears of the kingdom is, is, you know, I, you know, we, we, we talked about this. uh, We've talked about tears of the kingdom a lot in this podcast, but um, the idea that like when it came out, everybody was, you know, I was listening to people talk about how like, Oh, this is so much better than breath of the wild. And I'm like, listen, it at its core, it's still Breath of the Very Wild. Very much so. Yeah. Like at its at mm-hmm. its core, it's still Breath of the Wild. But the the game continued to surprise me, even with the little bit that I knew leading into it, because I did watch the directs and I watched kind of the stuff that was, you know, because like, yeah, okay, we have new abilities, but like, yes, and they're cool. I love the abilities. Don't get me wrong. I love the fusibility. I love the ascend ability. But you know. We're just taking, they're just basically saying, okay, like we're going to get five new abilities or whatever versus the five that we had in Breath of the Wild. But like, I mean, the underground, the first time I explored that, I was like, oh, this is kind of a neat thing. Oh, wait, this thing like expands the entire map. And all of a sudden there's this whole like other level of thing happening underground. Which, yeah, I didn't even, like they, I, they kept that secret. I did not know about the, the underground. Whole, no, 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 they kept that secret. Yeah. They never. So you were. But like, I also, oh, like you and, and I, were so like 
avoiding anything about this game. So I feel like we both got to explore that. It was really nice to be able to just find that on our own and go, mm-hmm. holy crap, like what? I just, I just, when I first went down there, I was like, oh, it's like a hole. If these are going to be like little holes, you're going to do like a little area. Right. And then you're gonna be like, okay, I'm done. That little area. And they're going to leave. Yeah, yeah. And then no, no. Yeah. you start to like realize, hang on a second. Like, no, this is, this is just an entire expansive place. That under- I mean, it was incredible. I mean, all these little things that they added to it to just mix it up because like ultimately same overworld, you know, uh, repeating characters are coming back. Some of the same kind of things happening, you know, but, uh no i i mean i i don't i love this game and i you know listen it's hard for any game to to, uh compete with a zelda game on my list of course it is like zelda zelda is one of my top series i love zelda series so if you release a zelda game in a year you know it's going to be a hard time for anything to kind of compete with that um so no i mean i i listen the top three games splitting hair so i uh, there's no hard feelings about (laughs) so i think um i'm curious where this would be i uh if i hadn't been playing it so much recently um but i i think it i think it would still be in the same spot i think i think because it's such a they've it's a polished version of the same game to your point um they change the power so that the world feels fresh um, which mm-hmm. I really liked. I didn't didn't initially realize we wouldn't still have the old powers, um, but I think that's that was a, an amazing design design decision. I think um, the yeah. So I don't want to say like to your point. Like I, I do think this game is a better game than Breath of the Wild, but I don't think that 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 means anything. Like they're both phenomenal games, and I just think this game is. It, they've kind of just been able to put a little more polish on it than and and get a couple more things uh, like I'll, I'll just say right and i don't even know what that means really but it it's it's funny because i was playing i was playing it on the tv and my son was playing it playing breath of the wild on his switch uh, sitting next to me and so i could, i was mm-hmm. kind of just seeing both live here and i it's the same game <laughs> it's like it, it's so similar yeah, I don't. I don't even know what it is, and maybe it's just because it's newer. I don't know. So, so the thing, the thing is, is like the thing that can never be kind of repeated in those two games. If, like I loved Tears of the Kingdom, and 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 there was like a fresh new take on it. But I mean, Breath of the Wild was such a departure uh, for the series that nothing can replace that feeling of exiting that oh yeah um, sleep chamber right. and seeing the world and experiencing that for the first time because like e- even as uh, even as new as the the sky and the underground were and like the changes they made that 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 feeling is there but it's definitely not the same because there is still like now a, a, a layer of expectations because you you've taken a hundred percent yeah it so, wasn't the leap so it wasn't really the hard. leap in like game type for sure no, and and so so I still look so fondly on Breath of the Wild as as that uh, kind of step they took in that regard. But no, I mean, um, yeah, I I um, 
you know, it, it, in terms of things that they did better, I, I mean, I don't know about better, but, you know, like everybody complained about the destruction of weapons. I didn't really have an issue with this, but I will say, like, I really liked the fuse ability because it added a layer to the destruction of weapons that allowed me to be less like it's just my nature when I in Breath of the Wild to hold on to the best things and try not to use them because I know they'll break. Right. And so I'm like, well, these enemies, I can just use a bunch of cruddy weapons yeah. to get through this because I'll save that for. And then you would just end up with a bunch of good weapons you're not using. Yeah. But I found that the fusibility was just like, oh, it's so much easier to like make good weapons, manage your weapons yeah. and not worry so much about it. You can definitely make like the best of the best. But because you can just fuse a really good item to kind of a medium weapon and suddenly make it pretty decent yeah. i felt like there was less concern about this collection of like best things and so the weapon management in tears of the kingdom i did feel like was less i guess of a concern right that's fair than, so that that's one thing i can point to that i felt like was kind of a fun i mean the fusibility was very fun i think the fusibility like just, is pretty great yeah i think the yeah. um the ascendability you talked about earlier is like an ability that you and i both admitted to like not really cluing into using like i think when we first started playing we were like oh yeah of course that's what you do but it took us a minute to get there and and it's my wife was the one who had to keep reminding me yeah i'm like oh i gotta climb this whole thing she's like why don't you just ascend and i'm like oh yeah boop yeah out of there yeah i just (laughs) keep i I think i read somewhere that the devs actually built it to just get out of dungeons quickly yes and then they're like actually this turns out pretty cool let's just like world world proof the world so we can't exploit it too much and yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Which, yeah. like, God, this world is so big, and like, yeah, I continue to be amazed at how first party games just pull off the magic that they do. Specifically, this game, Wonder, a few of the others that just run on a switch at like this. This game is gigantic. There's no loading. Yeah. I can wander all over the whole world. Like, it's great. Yeah. There's a little yeah. bit of loading, like when you do certain things. But as like outside of that, it's um yeah, it's it's cool. The there's a lot of little things in this game too. Like it's just the details. Like there's so many little details everywhere that most of them a lot of probably just go unseen, but some people will see it and they know that, so they just put them in. And uh, I sent you a podcast that dissects uh, the musical score, and I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it yet, but the the nuances in the music are like i think you'll get a huge kick out of it and they they influence through all of the generations of zelda games that culminate into the music in this game and how they like you know brought the saxophone into the sky world to bring something like a little more a little different than like it's the same stuff but like it's uplifting you into the sky and it's yeah, there's a lot of um, the music in this game is very impressive, and I know it was it was really neat in uh, Breath of the Wild as well. But I think there's more of it in this game, and the 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 fairy people that do the the like the they bring together the little orchestra that they end up playing together. Like mm-hmm. my goodness, that's so cool! And yeah. yeah, it's 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 just a whole lot of cool. Yeah, I'm. Yep. And a big time suck too. I find constantly when I play this game, I'll spend 20 minutes doing nothing. And I have yeah. a good time doing nothing. Don't get me wrong, but it's 20 minutes doing nothing. And then the last heartbreaking thing I'll say is a friend of my friend who he's, he's got another 50 hours into it than you do. He told me there's a mm-hmm. cutoff for the, for the path 
of the hero. Yes, it's 250. 250, yeah. yeah. So he can't- Same with Breath of so the Wild. So his problem is he can't see the beginning of his game anymore uh, to, to trace back and try and go to places he hasn't been because he doesn't know where that is. And that stinks a little mm. bit, but eh, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, it had the same limitation in, in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's my number so. three. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's an excellent choice to be in your top my three, three. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. It's my three, two, one. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> so I, I want to just, I just want to, I just want to keep going on your list. Okay, uh, my number three. Okay. Um, I mean, one of I'm these will be different. Know what you're talking about. I know what. Obviously, one of your other ones will be. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Uh, well, this is this is going to be the different one. This is Citizen Sleeper. Oh, very nice. This, this. I didn't was know this hit so hard for you. Very nice. Oh man, this game was so good. Yeah, I loved this game. I, I'll just so call much. it out that I called this as a game you would love as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the yeah. reason and I, I did it was so because too. it was like a, it's like a solo board game. I felt it's the way that I perceived it when I looked at it. I don't know if you feel that way or not. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You could you could take it at that. Yep, for sure. Like it's um, I mean, it was a surprise hit. I I think you had recommended it. It'd been on my list for a long time, and I think I just picked it up because I could play it on my phone over cloud. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I started it when I took my daughter to, to swimming. swimming. That's what it was. It was swimming. I remember that. And yeah. I was just like I was just like playing it on my phone. I was swimming, and I just kind of started playing it because it was just a game I could play on my phone. And then I just, I loved it. The I thought the writing was really good. I thought the story was super compelling. I thought the mechanics were really well done. And it was all based on you get a roll of a dice when you start your day. And so the different rolls of your dice, you then you choose your actions. Each dice you spend as an action. And the number on the dice uh, tells you kind of your success rate and what you can potentially get out of that. Um, and there's, you know, different ways to re-roll your dice and different things you can do and you do get um uh money and different things you have to kind of spend and get um it has it has like these events that happen that are timed and you only have so many days and so it kind of adds a bit of tension to your decision making about how you're you know you're going to get stuff done before that event happens and like i know people complained i think at the end game it gets it gets easier. Like that tension starts to fade away. I never felt like that was a problem, though. Like I never felt like, oh, this is getting too easy. Because at the core, the story, the characters, everything that was happening was what I was loving about the game. Right. The tension around the difficulty was kind of an added bonus at the very beginning. And, you know, you get better and better as you progress. And so you kind of get better at managing and it's way easier to kind of deal with that, which to me makes sense as part of that progression of that story. So that never became a problem for me. But man, I they're making a second one this this year, mm-hmm. and I I'm can't wait. So looking forward Excellent. to it because, and then of course the added bonus was when I played that. Um, it was I think it had been out for a year or something, and I got around just as I was started playing, they started releasing the episodes that they intended to release. And it wasn't DLC, it was just free episodes that they added. So I got three, basically I got the three episodes. Oh, I think that's still DLC. You're you're associating DLC with a paid thing. DLC doesn't have to be paid. Um, Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, 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 I guess so. It's just like added. And I'll just point out, like there's a lot of developers these days doing that exact thing. They 
my god like just releasing the free they just add content to the game they just continue to service the game rather than trying to just compartmentalize and monetize their games you see it i think like larian's doing that a bunch with um baldur's gate which neither one of us played this year thank god because where would it be on this list we'll never we'll never know (laughs) we'll never know we'll never have to make never have to make it yeah good luck 2024 Um, yeah, no, I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess it's, yes, it's downloadable content for sure. Uh, it's just not paid. Oof, but um, It's on sale for yeah, another 11 hours. Do I, <laughs> what is Citizen Sleeper. Citizen Sleeper. Yeah. Half price. It's so good. Yeah. I, I, it is such a good, like, essentially a visual novel. I mean, essentially a visual novel, really, um, just with that kind of action base. And I, and I, I think of, kind of i i think i compared it to disco elysium in some sense because of this whole kind of dice roll because the dice roll is kind of this randomness mm-hmm. of successful things um it definitely is not as complex as disco elysium but um it just felt very fun you're just going around a space station kind of making decisions on who you're meeting and talking to and getting kind of these missions and deciding where to prioritize your actions and which ones you're going to do and and there's all these, yeah, all these kind of branching stories. I'm uh, not sorry, not branching stories. I shouldn't say branching stories, but like different stories that you could progress at your own pace, kind of, with these odd events that are timed. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Citizen Sleeper was kind of a surprise hit for me this year. I knew it was well regarded, but like, I kind of started it at, on a whim, and I just loved every aspect of that game. How is it? I'm gonna ask you about a game, and I can't remember the title of it, but I feel like there was another game that was kind of like this that released around the same time is that a thing or am i just imagining things Ooh, um that you also know. played nah i'll have to go back Ooh. yeah i'll have to think about all this right. some more all right so that was your number three three all right number two i i think we can all already predict here alan week two um is my number two one three um it's a good game. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. I guess. My God. Okay. So, so the reason it's on my list and it's so damn high, and it's the reason it's, uh, it's again, I played with the list. I don't know that. I think, I think in my mind, Zelda's actually probably above this game. But the reason this one's higher at the moment is because it, it's just so darn polished. I don't. It's atmospheric. It's got crazy compelling storytelling. It's super well developed. The characters have like a ton of depth to them. The sound design is absolutely freaking bonkers. Like it, it the tension that it builds with sound alone is remarkable. The 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 pacing is really good. Like I'm having no problems with just sticking with all of it. The live action sequences are woven in like so well. Like anytime like they have live acting in it, like whether it's the shows on TV or other aspects. It's it's a technical marvel. Like I think it's one of the best looking games that literally has been made to date. Um, it looks phenomenal, and it controls pretty well. The fighting is is like fun, um, stressful but fun. <laughs> the <laughs> the mind palace room it's, it's a nice touch that I really enjoy a lot. Like it it just it has all of this so well woven together. All of those things, like a couple of those things would make a great game, but like it does them all. And and then when you put it into the control slash previous Halloween game slash Remedy Universe, 
I, I'm so excited for like the next decade of games from Remedy. Like, and you and I have talked about this. I think maybe offline, but uh, Sam Lake, the guy who's sort of running the show there, he's he's in this game. He's he's on stage doing his thing at the Game Awards. He's having his moment, and he's and he. I think he deserves all of it, probably. Like, like I know there's a huge team behind this and he's not alone by any means. And there's lots of people that did a lot of work and I'm sure there's lots of people that steered a lot of it uh, with him. But my goodness, like pat yourself on the back, man. Like just make more of these types of games, please. Like as a single player experience, this, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, you know, the only way this game gets better and I don't think I could play it would be like the in the future, I envision uh, that we will be watching movies through a VR headset in a way that it either places you in the scene or you, or something to that effect where you can skip through scenes and it has a spot for you to sit and you can just look around and watch the thing happen in front of you. And I think doing that in this game, would I would, might lose my mind. But in this particular game, because of the kind of game it is. <laughs> but like... I think that I like, how do you make, how do you do? I don't know how you do better. It's, I love this game. It's so good. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, I think the, I think the thing for me that, that, I mean, listen, a remedy game, uh, you're, you know, as we approach our top three games, uh, uh, we're entering Jacob's bias, Um, (laughs) but like remedy, I also, I hold such dear spot for because, I always think that what takes the forefront of their games is the the story and that um, kind of the experience of the player through that, right? And and Alan Wake Two is incredible. And like I had some misgivings when they announced it because they talked about a horror survivor game and it kind of yeah we were we were both about worried what about that it. really yeah. meant. Because I was like, well, that's not really what I want out of this game. But ultimately, like, A, there's there's some there are definitely some jump scares in this game. There were in the first game, but I think there's just as many in this game as there were in the first. But overall, it's the atmosphere which makes this game creepy. Like you said, the sound design, it just the hair that the hairs on my this. legs stand up when I'm playing yeah. this game. Like oh, I yeah, am yeah. like I, I'm it's so tense. Is, until which, I get to that save to room, me, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. breathe. Which yeah. I think is, I think is, is a way, way cleverer and intelligent way to make it a scary game, mm-hmm. rather than just throwing stuff in your face to make it like, oh, it's a jump scare, jump scare, jump mm-hmm. scare, right? Like it's, it's just really well done. Um, it, it, while the fighting is a key component of this game, it doesn't feel like it's focused around mm. it, right? Like. You know, whereas if you look at Alan Wake, you know, um, it, 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 I think Alan Wake, it was kind of right on the fence. That was an era where action was kind of, you know, I think we heard Sam like kind of suggest that, you know, like that those games were really focused on the action with the story kind of built, built on around it. Right. So you kind of, you know, as soon as you entered the night, you expected, okay, this is just going to be a long fight. But in this game, fighting is there and it's still you know a challenge is still scary but it doesn't feel as much as the focus of the game um you know as as maybe uh like alan wake one did um the the two characters 
are two very different experiences. And I'm not just talking about like location, like it feels different playing those two characters in the world. And there's still scary things in one and scary things in the other, but it just, I, I still, to me feel very differently about it. So making the decision about playing one or the other is like thinking about like, what kind of experience am I looking for tonight? You know, uh, when I'm making that decision. And so that's really cool, right? Like, especially when you're, you know, you're playing two different characters, having that really experiencing these two worlds or these two things is, is really good. Um, I, I, it feels like a labor of love. It's a long time coming. It feels like uh, the open worldness of it feels like the game that they were trying to create with Alan Wake 1 that they talk about. Uh, like you said, the, the, um, the mind palace or whatever she calls it, uh, where she does kind of your detective linking things. Well, you aren't really... It's not a puzzle. It's not a puzzle by any means, mm -hmm. but it feels it feels good as a it feels like, great. progression yeah. where you're like taking these pictures in your mind and like linking it, them it all It also helps like you as a player solid. sort of mentally remember how things are going, right? Because there's, there's yeah. a lot going on. You can always go back. There's a lot going mm -hmm. on, right? And there's two... Yeah. I mean, it's one story, but it's kind of, you know, there's two paths that are kind of coming along. So it's. But the collection, even the collectathon aspect of mm -hmm. it, like, you know, collecting all the like additional things feel almost like they're integral to the story, you know, where they probably aren't as much. But like when you collect even just like the little cash locations, you make a mental note of it and you add it to the things like who's leaving these? Why is it here? Yeah. You know, so it, it makes it feel less of a like. I'm just picking these things up because it's a thing I can do. Like in the first Alan Wake, there were thermoses. Yeah. It was just a collection thing. Yeah. But this always feels because it's part of it. Um, it just it adds that extra little bit to make you feel like, yeah, I'm, this is actually feels good about collecting these things because she's making a mental note and kind of adding yeah. them up. So it's it's fantastic, man. I so uh thrilled to play it it's 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 uh, a struggle at times uh you know so, i have to limit my amount that i can play because my heart can't take it but um <laughs> i get it it's get it. uh it's really well done i think um i think when i compare it to other games like um like a last of us or a um i guess last of us is an easy comparison because it's kind of in the same like supposed to be a little bit scary kind of realm, a lot more fighting in last of us. Um, this game also less markedly, like you said, less fighting than previous ones. I think we said it was, we'd heard it was like 20% of the game or something, which is I think our experience to date. But the, the reality is, is the tension's always there and you always don't know when somebody's just going to show up and maybe do that very suddenly and freak you out a little bit. And, it's I, or like a wolf is going to just pop his head around a corner or something right but see i think that's a thing i think the fighting feels way more meaningful in this it's game 100 like, does it feels more like event-based it feels like because they're not just throwing like waves of enemies at you it feels very well that's what i was just about to say very meaningful yeah, so uncharted Sorry. no 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 you're good <laughs> so i was just gonna say like uncharted 4 i think about that experience and think about how i grew tired of the bat the fighting like it was just it felt meaningless and it was just waves of enemies being thrown at me. And there's a lot of games that do that. And, and I don't think they mean yeah. they're, they're not doing, trying to do us anybody a disservice. They're trying to make it fun, but it, 
just turns out not to be, for me, um, super fun to do that. So this game though, yeah, dispatching three enemies, like in a certain tricky spot, that feels really, really much better. And then are there more around the corner? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's that's pretty good. I never watched Twin Peaks. It really freaked me out um, when it came out. Um, and I wasn't okay with it. And I'm, I've never been okay with that kind of stuff. But this game is, mm-hmm. from what everything I hear, is very Twin Peaksy, um, which doesn't make me want to go watch Twin Peaks by any means. But it it's leads me to believe that it's, this this kind of I like the weird. I like the weirdness. There's the quirky weirdness of this game. Is, Twin is Peaks cool. is more is more weirdness than horror. Of course, is right. a thing like this. This leans heavily on uh, kind of Twin Peaks, especially the first the first one. Um, this is almost this like game isn't the, very horror either, op- though. Do you think? Like they could, like I know they called it that, and they and they definitely some initial reviews I think scared us a bit. But like, I mean, there's some like grotesqueness just because of the occult stuff. But like, well, I think that's the horror part of it is like the grotesque kind but of. There isn't like it's. Stuff, I don't know. But yeah. I don't, I mean, we haven't finished it. We also it, haven't finished it. I know That's there's true. still more, yeah. but you know, you talk about that tense thing and I like, even the other night I was playing and I was going through the forest and I was dealing with wolves and it was scary and I had run out of flashlight. So I was just really stressed because I'm like, I need to be careful about where I progress because I have no flashlight left and I'm, I'm working around this building because I know I have to go into it, but I'm like, I'm not ready for that whole thing. And so I spent all this time looking around, just hoping to find some cash can't find it i'm like all right like this is what i'm doing i'm going into this building someone answers the door it's fine (laughs) i was like wow i spent all this time outside trying to like get around it and and it was like it's it's a it was a safe area at the time but like that's the thing like the game kind of builds you into this like you're constantly on your edge trying to like figure out what you're you know even though this is a place to go you kind of always expect some bad, you know, anyways, it's, yeah, it's I will great. say there it's was so one, good. just to, uh, I'll lead us out here on this, but the, um, there was one point where there was a relatively significant battle we had to do. And I think I was at like a third health with no healing. Mm-hmm. And, and what it meant was that I basically, uh, I was getting one shot, um, by the enemy. So if I didn't do it perfectly, I was, I was dying and that didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still like uh, just being st- trying to throw in a nitpick, I guess there's still a little bit of room for like uh, a helping cosmic karmic hand, uh, if you will, that could just, you know, help ease my health concerns or to your battery concerns. Um, when now maybe, maybe to your point, the battery concerns were unwarranted and it was Maybe all that played out well for you. And ultimately I just got better at the game and, and was able to get through the section. But like the, it was definitely more painful than it could should have been. And there was really no feasible way for me to go back and get, get more health and come back to it. Mm-hmm. It was like from where I'd come from, there was no going back. So yeah, it just felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, right. that was number That was number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> your number two is Alan Wake 2 well so this is where is it though is it though it's the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom <gasps> alright folks good night sure good night everybody <laughs> what 
what has happened to the universe? What's your reasoning? Is your reasoning because because breath? So here, let me try to unpack this for our listeners before Jacob unpacks it for us. So my my vote here. Speak for me. Yeah, well, not not for you, but just let me let I'm me have a run kidding. at it. So my guess here is is that Breath of the Wild, to your point earlier, was the the watershed moment or like the big moment for you that like really that was the big uplift. So this game feels more like a super polished, amazing, super amazing game. Don't get me wrong, like everything's super great about it, but doesn't have that like extra element that pushes it over the edge and you are such a sucker for story which arguably zelda not even arguably zelda's lacking um in like they're not comparable anyways in story in the way that they present themselves and element two is just stronger for you that way (laughs) Uh, none of those points are wrong okay but um, although I, I I disagree that like Legend of Zelda or like Tears of the Kingdom was like missing something again, when we're getting I know, I know. this it's, level, it's hairs, we're, right? we're splitting yeah. hairs yeah, yeah. at this point. I, I looked at Zelda and and honestly, it's probably timing. That's probably a part of it in my mind. You think if you played timing. Alan Wake earlier Alan Wake in the year very and you fresh, Tears of the Kingdom Maybe. now, it might be different. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like Tears of the Kingdom amazing i poured what 250 hours into that game i loved it it was really cool there was a lot of uh you know um unique things that i wasn't expecting in that game even leading into it um i liked i liked the ending um i really enjoyed the ending of this one and i liked uh i really liked the full um, ending fight so there was actually even like I feel like I almost like the ending better in this game than Breath of the Wild to be honest cool I thought it was way more satisfying yeah um, that whole so the whole actual story in Tears of the Kingdom I think was almost better than Breath of the Wild if I, I mean if at, I'm really, at, like, at the moment I'm finding it, that to be true um, for, for myself there's a lot to be said about yeah. it so um, I'm really enjoying all that and kind of where it gets to. So- and, and sorry, can I just inject for a second? So I, 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 I have historically been a little bit critical of the story in uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the or sorry, Breath of the Wild, or both of these games, frankly, just because the story is, it's there for sure, but it's not like a, it's it feels like it's not the thing that's really driving things. And nor has it ever been, frankly, in Zelda games. Like there's a there's an overarching story, sure, but like the game is really all about, in my from my perspective, is about adventure and exploring and moving that along, but also doing these four hundred other things. Like the game is so big that I feel like the story gets a little bit, for me, gets a little bit not swept under the rug, but like it's just not as big a piece because the, because there's so much more. Um, yeah, me, I mean, I, I think they all, I think, I think Zelda games in general, um, they kind of range in their aspects because obviously the core Zelda, uh, thing is Ganon shows up, you know, he's building up power. You're trying to, you know, uh, stop him. Yeah, it just keeps doing, you that. know, defeat Ganon yeah. and you win. Right. But, you know, there's definitely other games that have, leaned in a different direction like Majora Mask is one that's like pointed out completely different no Ganon um a pretty cool story uh with Majora's Mask and you know but and it's all the characters as well like you have an entire town of characters and things that are happening so all that 
all that extra layers of things in Zelda games like adds up. It's just a different way um, that this that this that the story is presented, right? Like all these games, I love story. I love kind of narrative, and you know, I mean, I can I love a narrative game that there is no there is no dialogue you're interpreting. I love that, right? Like it's all different ways of oh, you're gonna um, love Elden experiencing Ring. the story. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I mean, between Legend of Zelda or like Tears of the Kingdom, I think like at its core, um, you know, while just a fantastic game and had so much other things, there is still there was still a layer of expectations still kind of under the surface. You know, I knew I was going to love this game. I knew what they were, you know, it was going to be at its core Breath of the Wild. And so um, so so then when I look at Alan Wake, two because i guess we're skipping ahead alan wake 2 is my number one game as adam predicted um it would be funny if alan if neither of these games were on the <laughs> top 10 just to throw you off um but no alan wake 2 is just like yes it's fresh um like everything i said about it 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 also surprised me to a certain level i never i didn't i i, I always believed that remedy was going to deliver like a remedy game i've you know I've, I've never really been disappointed in a remedy game because you know of what uh kind of that core of storytelling and kind of that concentration of that um but y y you know leading into this the horror survival nomenclature kept throwing me off like that kept worrying me about how that was you know uh, going to be presented and what that really meant for me as a player playing a remedy game um and so i'm like generally surprised like that that really isn't so much a concern and this game is so much more than i expected in terms of what is being delivered the two different characters the how it's played um the the open world of being able to kind of you know uh explore the town and things like that it's just yeah, it's just really, really good. I mean, we're splitting hairs across these games uh, at the top, but for sure, um, you know, I, I, I just when I put these in there, because even my wife asked me to run down my list, and I asked her to guess my top game, and she put Zelda, and I said it's not Zelda, and she's like, wait, so wait, do, do you have to have completed the game? I said no, and she said, oh, so you put Alan Wake above Zelda? I'm like, yeah, I did, because I think. Um, it's hard not to love it. Like it's hard not to. It's gush hard it, not to though. love. It, like the quality of the game but is it, so good. I, I, I just think I think it just comes at that that hair. It's a hair that sits between yeah, yeah, the for two. Sure. Yeah. Is is it's fresh. Yeah. Um, it's been, uh, what thir thirteen years since the first Alan Wake game, but you know I saw what they were gonna do with control, but like. There was less of an expectation, I think, in Alan Wake 2. Um, you know, it's maybe it's really neat uh, versus Legend of Zelda, it, uh, where there was that Breath of the Wild expectation. You know, like I just knew that that's fair. Kind of going in, that I was going to love this thing. Where Alan Wake 2 was kind of that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so maybe it's so part of it's also like I find sometimes when something hits harder than I expected, then it's almost better. Um, yeah. if, if that's what you're saying, the yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with everything you've said. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know where Nintendo goes from here with the Zelda, the next Zelda game. I, I think they should definitely do a top down because that's my favorite style. And also, I think we need like a little breather hiatus before the next massive 3D game that they decide to make. Um, Are we, t- we typically we typically wait a while. Well, we wait a long when while did, generally. When, yeah. I mean, what did, what did we? Well, Breath of the Wild was 20, 2017 when 16? the Switch came out. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. So six years. Oh, six right? years. So yeah, twenty nineteen. So a ways yeah. away. And you know that was six For years, 20, and everybody thought that it was going to come out much sooner because. It was Breath of the Wild too, right? But still, six years, right? Uh, y- y- yes, I mean, we did have some weird life events happen in that okay. window too, which Fair. may have affected some things, right? But who may. Knows? Um, my number one, Persona Five. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why I I I had put it out of my mind. How did I forget? I was like, I can't believe what is his number one game? I can't, I can't figure it out in my head. And then, yeah, of course, you played that this year. I not fair. It's not a fair year, <laughs> honestly. And if I honestly, and I know, I, listen, I think if Baldur Gate three was played by either West, it would probably be up here too, um, based on everything mm-hmm. I hear. So I'm quite glad we didn't play it. But like, I was telling Jacob last night, I'm like, how, how, like. Between these three games, they're all f- just phenomenal games. Persona 5, however, consumed my soul. Um, yeah. It has, you know, I thought about Starfield a bit um, when I was writing my notes for this game. And because, uh, well, they're different games, obviously. They're they're both trying to create a lot of story. Um and I think that the the difference for me, um, and this is this will stop start and stop quickly, but like the difference between me, for me between these two games is that all of the side content in this game drives the main story and drives the character development more so than becoming a drug slinger or something and. St- in Starfield, in my opinion, right? Like, I just didn't find that that really flushed out the game as much for me. And here, every aspect of it drives the compelling and significant story that they tried to tell with Persona 5. And I played the royal version, as we've talked about, which has all the bits and bobs. And I don't know, man, like, this was my wallpaper on my phone for half the year. This this was the soundtrack I listened to for as as you have also done for months on end after finishing it. And I can't tell you there's too many games that make me do that kind of thing. The like between the storyline, the presentation, the music, the character depth, and the, just the characters themselves, they all are different enough to like bring something else to the table. And they and they act like real people. Like they're not like these two D characters. They're, they're very, very, like they've got the, all this crazy depth to them and this complexity of like confusion in them, their own decisions. Like, and I guess, you know, part of it's that it's all coming of age type, you know, area of their life. But as so many of these sort of Japanese stories are, but like, uh, yeah, everything about it. I, I can hear the tune in my head as I talk about it. I have nothing but smiles about it. I, I, I will forever love this game 
and I really look forward to and and it's really funny because it's not driving me to go play Strikers or or Tactica or any of the other games. I like this game on its own. I liked being able to um, do it my way, I guess. Like there's, I think there's a few different ways you can approach the game in, in um, completing some of the content. And, but I, I don't know. I, I think maybe also I just like, and there's so many stories that do this, but like just that compelling like storyline around, you know, um, people being selfish and, um, and how we should open our hearts to each other. And, and, you know, it really, it really, I guess it really jived with my own like life stance and, um, and it's just, it was just like a love letter to being a great person. And in a way, in my opinion, I don't know, I, I just, I can't. I had a lot of trouble writing words for this because I couldn't really put a finger on it. And of course, it's been a while since I've played it, but bleh, that's my that's my top one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to go back to your comparison with Starfield, but I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I have problems there, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, I what I, I had to look up. I was like, I wanted to say welcome to 2019 because I was looking up when I played this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize it was that long ago that I played Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good to know because maybe Persona 5 Royale is this year. Might be ready. Finally. Might be ready to... Uh, I mean, it's, I'd like you to play this the I, same I, year you play Elden Ring. That's all I want you to do. So that, so I you, can, so that two of them can I have battle. to decide mm-hmm. between those two? Because mm-hmm. one would, tell one you would this, be very I, interpretive. Oh, no, you couldn't even put it on the list, so it wouldn't matter. No, I wouldn't put it on yeah. the list. It wouldn't be fair. No. Even though it's the Royale version, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I keep calling it Royale, and I feel like I've now have other people calling it that. It's not called that. It's called Royal. But <laughs> I like saying Royale. It's okay. It's like a it's like a Pulp Fiction reference yeah. or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, what yeah. an amazing list, Jacob. I, that was really fun and um, not super surprising. Although Citizen Sleeper really surprised me on your list. Um, and Tinykin, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be quite so high, and I was elated to hear that you liked it so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. good. I, I, I'll, I'll say like some special mentions. Yeah, yeah. That I had some really good times with that I think worth. So the the game that we were referring to at the beginning of our uh, beginning of the the podcast was uh, Bokura, mm-hmm. which is honestly like the, the small little six dollar game on Steam. It was like four, three or four co-op. hours of. Yeah. And yeah, story was silly. Um but it was silly but it, like it wasn't I, bad. I, it was like a it wasn't bad. No. It was just a silly silly story, but it was it was surprisingly well done. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about it. It was progressively like you you kind of started it and you got, "Oh, I I get what's going on." The idea that we were both seeing very different things and we didn't neither of us said anything initially initially yeah. like we we because we just didn't ex- know we just accepted it as it was right yeah. we just accepted it and then but then you said something or i said something and that would trigger and then you're like wait what are you looking at right now and then we would send these screenshots of each other's thing it was wildly different yeah. and and then you would get the puzzles and you'd be like okay i get this like this is going to be kind of just doing these over and over again and then it would just kind of like progress and get like a little Iterated. bit it, yeah. more difficult and throw a new thing in it that was like oh this is wild and crazy and like yeah it was like it was good it was just a fun mm-hmm. co-op puzzle game and it it makes me 
it makes me think like there are others that I know exist that I would like to. Um, uh, I think it's Blanc, which is like the the the, the fox, the white and black game that's like uh, the fox or something in the snow. It's a co-op like mm-hmm. puzzle adventure working together. Um, I do like the concept of one person seeing something and the other person seeing something and working together to explain that. Oh, I like I like the um, spot where you had to kind of walk me through movements and stuff. And that, like yeah. that stuff's just fun and yeah, and kind of building like I, I it reminds me of. It. it reminds me of like the games I played with my friend. Uh, we were we were here, um, series mm-hmm. um, on PlayStation. We played them and uh, it was it was a fun experience. Like we're both in two different rooms and we're having to like describe what we're seeing so we can you know get through the puzzles and, and figure it out i love that i love that so yeah that was a good it was a good you know and that's the thing is it's like does it compete with any of the other 10 i don't know that it does but it was still a surprisingly fun you know six dollar game that we got this year. yep totally what's your honorable mentions um, well aside from that one i mean i've got i'm, I'm not going to explain them i'm just going to like list through some of the ones that i thought about that i thought were a lot of fun Starfield was on my list. Um, I still really enjoyed it. My experience with Starfield, um, and I still am enjoying it. I haven't. I've taken a bit of a break, and I'm going to go back to it. But I enjoyed it. Uh, it 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 definitely like met general expectations of the, what, what uh, Bethesda delivers. But I'm enjoying it. Leave it at that. Um, Half Life Alex was this year. Uh, you know, one of the few. Um, VR games I played uh, was really surprisingly uh, good. I had heard that it was such a really good like VR built game, but until playing it, I didn't really fully understand what that meant. It felt really good to play that game. It was difficult for sure um, and scary, but um, it was a really cool VR experience yeah. playing that this year. Um, SteamWorld Build talked about it last week yeah. also love that game it was very fun uh to go through that uh and and you know i'll, I'll leave it at one last one uh the murder of sonic the hedgehog uh. just just as a surprise april fool's drop mm-hmm. that was an actual like uh, full game. visual novel yeah. about sonic the hedgehog excellent perfect yeah i'll do a few too uh actually let me ask you this what was your like was your biggest miss this year where was was that um what was that game? Uh, you mentioned it earlier. It was the trilogy you bought. Oh, Bioshock. Bioshock. Yeah, like the game that you like wanted to check out, but didn't end up being the thing you wanted it to. Was be. that my biggest miss? Yeah. No. Like, or biggest disappointment, um, I guess. No. Uh, the other, the disappointment. It had been on my list for years and years. Uh, was Recore. Oh, Recore. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. yeah, I thought that game looked really cool, and I I had to drop it. I just I didn't get it. Yeah. I thought the concept was cool and the world was neat, but then I just the the battling and the the actions I, I couldn't really get behind, so I had to I had to drop that one. That was a disappointment uh, for me. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, Diablo was a bit of a disappointment. Mm, that's fair. I think I built into my head that I thought that this could be a game that I continue to play with you guys. Yeah. Um, just isn't. It just wasn't. No. I knew that was a risk when I got got into it, but I thought. I'll give it a shake and maybe I can make this work as a one of those friend games, yeah. but I just it didn't just didn't, work. I didn't jive. Yeah, that's fair. Uh. Um 
I have a few. Uh, Halls of Torment, I've talked about it a few times. It's kind of like a similar to like a Vampire Survivors, but a little more almost Diablo-esque, but not. Um, I thought that I spent a lot of hours just just kind of mindlessly enjoying that game, to be honest with you. Um, I have a game I'm, I'm reluctant to talk about. I've played a bunch of it lately. I don't want to mention it for this year because it might make next year's list. I don't know. But um, Art of Rally, um, I think that that game's really up my alley. Um, I have I've barely touched it though, so I've only played it for a couple of hours. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Um, Lethal Company, um, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, we had we just we've had so much fun, and honestly, games that make me laugh. Um, those are like if I can't breathe when I'm playing a video game, that's uh, because of laughter. Anyways, <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's my favorite game. Um, yep. I think for me, um, those were sort of like some of the some of the quick highlights. Hi-Fi Rush. I wanted to like this game. I know you like this game. Uh, it's probably some, sitting around number fifteen or so for you, I'm guessing. But like, if if you were to stack rank the whole list, but um, that I just want to call out that like the music and the like it was a it's a really cool game that came out of left field and I think you and you played immediately. I I really I played it recently a bit more and and did enjoy it. It's not for me, um, but I, I I just wanted to give it a nod. It's it's a cool game. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Nobody saves the world didn't make my list at all, really. But I did play it a bunch with my kid, and uh, we played it a bunch. But I played it more with my kid now, and we just we we tool around on it here and there and enjoy it quite a bit. Did we play that this year? We did, yeah. Um, oh wow, yeah, I didn't even have that. I actually, did we? It. I think so. I think we did play this year. Um, okay. And then Forza Motorsport was a bit of a meh to me. I was really, I was kind of excited to see what it would be, but it became, it was it's a little more, not quite what I wanted it to be. I don't know what I wanted it to be, but it wasn't visually cool, yeah. but just overall didn't, didn't really seem to deliver on what I guess I was thinking it could have been. F1 Manager 23, I played that and I was just kind of, I don't know. I guess I, I've never played one before, so I didn't know what to expect. But I, that game, I, I wouldn't say disappointed me, but just isn't for me. Um, Starfield was another game where I I think I... I uh, so I guess with Starfield, I played it because of you, but I also played it because, because it, it should have hit some marks for me and I hadn't played a Bethesda game. I, I don't think I'm for Bethesda games. I think that's just the bottom line. It's not... And I don't want to go down some train of like, dislike for starfield or feel like i'm beating up and it probably feels that way a bunch of the time but i just i i just and fundamentally I, don't really understand what the pull is for these types of games and i think that's i, I mean this is the yeah. thing i don't i don't have a problem with you not enjoying the concept of starfield or that style of yeah. game but it's it's always the comparison that i have a problem with uh but look we don't have to get fair. into that that's fair because you're always comparing to like i i to me like a very different style of rpg that you're like well why like I think I was, and that's fine. What I raised that just tells, really speaks about, to the type of RPG that you like versus no. What I just Starfield. I think it's more about the as its own RPG. Sure, but I think and and a lot of, and some of it's all world building, and I get that. But I just I guess when I was talking about Persona, it's that nothing feels like it's not towards that because that's because that's because Persona in itself is a like a linear experience of it's 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 that story sure like it's an rpg surrounding that story bethesda games are meant to be 
this open world, like do what you want, find what you want. If it was all about the story, there wouldn't be a lot to do because you would just be experiencing that linear experience. The point of an open world RPG like Starfield or Bethesda Games is the idea that not everything is tied to a single point of story. You're just seeing people You're just living, talking living life and this They've is got the a thing, problem. Yeah. Living I th- life and that's it's I guess I just don't um for me, and again I have very limited exposure here because I, I didn't do a ton of it. I did do some of it and I felt like well that everything I did there has very little to do with what I'm doing over here versus Persona and I you can hate me all day for doing the comparison, but versus Persona where the okay, the, <laughs> okay I will. <laughs> um okay. the, but like that's where that I'm just repeating myself here, but like that's the piece where you you don't have to go further and deeper with your your people and get to know their entire backstory and stuff like that. But their backstory sort of plugs into the whole story every time. And that doesn't that it's just different. And and so I'm comparing it because they're different. And I am very much to your point saying I like one of them and the other one doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And that's that's yeah. really what it boils down to. So I, I think my expectations for Starfield were in their right place. And I did have some really like neat wow moments, but in the end it it just I don't know. I, I wanted to like it more than uh more than I did. And I didn't hate it by any means. Like um sure. but it just was wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be by any means. Anyways, uh the only other one I've mentioned maybe is um Tactica, Persona 5 Tactica. I don't I don't think I can do it. I I want to do it, but I don't think I can. And I I think I'll play Strikers. Um but I don't I Tactica's just maybe, I don't know, maybe one day, but it it didn't I played it for a couple hours and I was like, okay, that's nice and kind of moved on. Yeah. I haven't gone back to it. I, I basically it'll it'll end up on my Switch at some point and I'll give it another mm-hmm. go. I, I suspect I will go through it. It'll just be. I mean, you could always just know. set it to I mean, easy and just it. do the battles and just. I mean, there is a lot of talking and story in it. So, and I don't know how much there is versus strikers because I haven't played strikers yet. But, um, yeah. For what? Battling versus. Well, I remember story. you saying Persona Five Strikers was like the reason you enjoyed it so much is there was so much story in it. Um, well, well, yeah, that's no, what it's, it's, that's pers- it's a Persona Five. Yeah, game. Persona's got like like. It, it's all story, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say Persona Five. The thing I didn't say about it earlier was, I really enjoyed the battles too. Like some of them were really hard and challenging, and you had to kind of figure things out. And oh my god, I'm just remembering all the combos and like the high fives, and that's how yeah. seamless. Oh my gosh, the game's so good. Yeah. Well, fans. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, I wanted to mention like my, my my favorite mobile game of the year. I don't know why, but I thought, oh, that'd be fun because I, you know, I have throughout the year peppered the mobile, peppered the mobile games. Yeah, I think Kittens Game. Yeah. I think Kittens Games takes takes it for me. Um, that's right. that's when I recently found in December. It's been out for like a decade. I think it started as a browser game. Yeah. It still is. Um, but uh, the the neat part of that as an idle game is that there's no stupid idle mechanics and there's no ads. You buy it for two bucks or three bucks or whatever it is, and it's just it's on your phone and it just works. And when I when yeah. I wait for something to complete, it takes ten hours to happen. It just takes ten hours to happen whether I'm in the game or not. And I I don't know. It's kind of a neat 
kind of a neat game. Anyways, that's my that's my two bits. <laughs> there, there we are. Holy cow! That was a long episode. We did it. We did it. We made it through. Congrats to us. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks to everybody who held on to the very. Oh end. yes, thank you everybody. <laughs> Way to put up with us. <laughs> we it's a, it's a little later than we normally do, but uh, we made it happen. And uh, and then next episode, we're gonna have to talk about our plans for 2024. Yeah. Um, Silk Song. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Keep praying. See you, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time.